excited to join this moment with you. And if you're not in the room, it's a special welcome. And if you're in the room, you look great. This is good. We're going to begin by going to Psalm 8. Hear the word of the Lord. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens through the praise of children and infants. You have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your hands, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is humankind that you are mindful? Human beings that you care for them, yet you have made us a little lower than the angels and crowned us with glory and honor. You have made us rulers over the works of your hands, and you put everything under our feet, all the flocks and herds and the animals of the wild and the birds of the sky and the fish in the sea and all that swim in the paths of the seas. You see this next and final sentence. It begins with the word Lord. Will you say this with me? Let's do this together with a resounding voice. Here we go. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Lord God Almighty, it's your day, it's your word, and these are your people. Lord, may we intersect in this moment in such a way that our lives are filled with praise. In your mighty name, amen. Well, when we begin to see life for what it really is, when we have this kind of mindset our lives will naturally be filled with praise. We will look around and go, wow, God, that's amazing. Look at that. Look at that. Do you see this? God, this is glorious. This is incredible. How goes it with you? Are you a person that's filled with praise? Let's do a quick uh, contrast. Are you a person that sees life, and as you see life, you acknowledge praise? Or... Are you a person who is devoid of praise? It just doesn't spring forth from you. Think about that for just a bit. Which one would you rather be? Which one do you think the people around you would rather you be? Which one do you think the Lord God Almighty would like you to be? And where on the continuum are you? Are you devoid of praise? Because somehow you think, I'm going to call it like I see it. There's just not a lot of praise where they, oh my or are you a person who acknowledges the things that you witness in the flow of life and you go, praise God. I trust that when you walk out today, each and every one of us are going to be people who walk out and like never before, we're able to go, praise God. Praise the Lord God Almighty. Well, I... Have you ever gone... To, uh, we'll do basketball. You can, I, you can use whatever game you like to, to go to. Um, but have you ever gone to the game and you weren't the official, but you acted like you were? Does that make sense to you? You know, I, I've played basketball. I've coached basketball. I've officiated basketball. So that's the one I got kind of in my hip pocket. But then eventually I became a parent of basketball players. And so I would sit up in the stands next to my dear wife, Terry. And yet, while I'm sitting up in the stands next to my dear wife, Terry, with my rumpus in the bleachers, I'm not playing. I'm not coaching. I'm not reffing. But yet somehow I'm doing all three from that position. And eventually... As I'm, as I'm playing the roles that I'm not asked to play in that given moment, I'm going, oh, the player should have done this. They should have seen that. She should have shot, blah, 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 you know, all this stuff. And the coach should have done this. And the coach should have done that. And, um, and oh, yeah, the, the ref should have seen that and should have called that. And no, no, nobody can hear me 
because I'm just mumbling. I'm grumbling and mumbling, but my wife beside me, she can hear me. And about three games in, she goes, Jimmy, you either got to quit it or go sit someplace else. Because <laughs> I am tired. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm a basketball aficionado, you know? You know what? You don't enjoy my great wisdom as I, you know, call it like I see it? You know, all this basketball wisdom is what it's like. No, you're mumbling and you're grumbling. You're not being wise. You got to have some praise flow out of your lips. Just act. Ah. How do you think the Lord God Almighty feels? How do you think other people around us feel? And what is our life? Because oftentimes, as when we enter into life, we enter in an officiating kind of capacity. We're not called to do that role, but uh, that's how we like to see ourselves. And so uh, we mistakenly think that what we're supposed to do in life is go, that's a foul right there. That's walking. Don't do that. And we, we go through life with that kind of mindset. Um, here's something interesting. Uh, basketball officials give three times as many praise reports in the flow of a game as they report on fouls. In the NBA, there will be an average of 40 fouls called. There will be an average of 115 shots made in the flow of a game. Three times as many times a referee is going to celebrate uh, what took place because they give, they, they give uh, different motions. Now, uh, hang, on, hang on for this for, for just a moment. This is going to help us out here. But we're going to go through some um, uh, officiating motions, and we're going to touch base on that. Okay, so, so put, your, put your one, one finger in there like, like this. This is when a free throw shot, and the free throw is made. You just go, boom, yep, they made that. Just you go, yep, got that. Okay, if a two-point basket's made, you go down to the side with two, and you go, Boom, like they're just like, oh yeah, they made two. Now you got the three-pointer down, it's full on, right, right there, hands in the air. There you go, that's the three-pointer. We got a couple other motions that we're gonna use as we go through this. So say somebody gets fouled and they make a basket and it still goes in, and this is a fun one. The ref gives one of these, boom, like that. Can we do that? Oof, it's called the and one. All right, excellent. Now, a couple of other signals that we've got. Uh, now, the player calls, we're going to go through a motion. The player calls timeout like this. Okay, player calls timeout like that, but the ref's going to give it one of these. So can we do one of these? Boom. Okay, you can kind of go back and forth with that. All right, we got another signal that we're going to hit. This is uh, you're waving a player in. Like, come on in. Come on in. You, you, get to, you get to wave a player in? Or you might say, no, don't come in. But really, okay, but you can wave a player in. All right, so we're going to hit those in a little bit. Hear the word of the Lord now. Uh, we're going to go to the screens with the entry of the Lord's Prayer. I want you to see that, but we're going to be walking through these dynamics right here. Uh, and our goal as we come out is that we will understand how to pray praise. We will do that. Um, so it's an opening. Father of us, who is in heaven. There is this acknowledgement of relationship that takes place. The Lord God Almighty is our heavenly Father. We, we are in relationship. Father who is Father of us. And I just love, I just love, this is, this is how Matthew wrote it down. 
And, and, you know, we see the translation that we often read, but when we get it in Greek, it reads like this with a really precise translation into English. Um, so we, we, we didn't necessarily write, have a signal for this, but I want to tell you what a basketball official does. When a basketball official winds up uh, making, who's, who's, who's the official talking to? You know, there might be a sense, oh, they're talking to the players, or they're talking to coaches, or maybe the fans. But really directly, who the official talks to, it's the people at the scorer's table. So when they go over and say, hey, that's a foul on number 10, they're talking to the, the announcer. They're talking to the, the person running the clock. They're talking to the person keeping the book. And, and in our walk, although other people may see or witness this, I just want you to know that our main communicative piece, there's this, can we do this? Here's our signal right here. Like, I see, this is who I'm talking to. There we go right there. This is this relationship. There's a lot of people around. But we're talking to God the Father. We're talking to Jesus Christ, the Son of God. We're talking to Holy Spirit, Spirit of God. That, that's, that's our main conversation that's going on. Now, what we're doing today as we delve into studying the Lord's Prayer is uh, we're, we're really trying to get to the place where it, it, there's some depth to this. But the, the first piece is on relationship. And maybe this is the only thing that some of us need to hear today, that you need to enter into relationship with God as your, as your Heavenly Father with Jesus Christ as the savior of your life. And so here's how this goes. It's simply you go, oh God, I am so tired of trying to be God. <laughs> I, do a really, I do a really horrible job of trying to be God. I've tried to be God. God, that's your job. So I don't, I don't, I, I'll, just, I'll just be me, which is great, because you made me in your image, but, but forgive me for trying to be God. And thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, who died for the sins of the whole world, including me, who, who took his life, who rose again. Lord, forgive me of my sins. I want to follow you. You're the living God. And, and th th that you've entered into relationship with God. And not that you might not appreciate or hear the rest of what we have to say, but, but you today need to cross the line of faith and be a child of God. And that's what God's got for you. Now, let, let me walk through something as we begin to go through this. What we're doing here, and we're going to spell out praise, this is, this is uh, we're doing some expositional work right here. So we're going right to Matthew chapter 6. Uh, they don't teach you to put a message together at all like this. Like we're breaking all the rules and how you're supposed to put a message together. So we're going to do that, but we're also going to do a word study on the seven Hebrew words that pop up in the Old Testament. We're also specifically going to take a look at Psalm chapter 8 as a reference point of one of the great psalms of praise. And from that, we're able to discern how we should live a life of praise. So we're going to be doing those different elements to get to those places. Now, the next statement that we wind up seeing is, holy be the name of you. There is this adoration of God. Holy be the name of you, that we get reverent, that we get real. Did you notice um, in Psalm 8 that there's all these really distinct praises for all the different kinds of creative works that God did? And, oh, 
let, here's, let's do the signal. Here's the basketball signal we do. All the different times a basket scored, there's a variety of ways. So one finger there, you ready? Okay, can, do we do this? Okay, and just like, boom, they made the free throw. Boom, two, like, oh yeah, that was a two-pointer right there. Or they made the three. So do you see the distinction? There are different times that we go, sometimes we're going to say, oh God, right there, that, that seemed like, you know, I don't want to take even the littlest thing for granted, but, but thank you, you know, the sun rose again today. God, God, that's amazing that how, how you provided for me. I cannot believe that you've given this opportunity. Wow, God, that is utterly incredible. I never thought something like that. So there's different times that we note at different levels and extent how we would get detailed in our adoration and praise for God. God, thank you for that experience. Lord, thank you for the attitude that you've begun to instill within me. Let, let, let me begin to ask a question. How does that go for you? Because if even that begins to go well for you, do you understand that, that all of a sudden we cease to be the mumbler grumbler and we have moved huge in the continuum of being a person who is a person of praise? Even if we just begin there. Now in the next phrases that we hear, it says, come the kingdom of you, be done the will of you, as in heaven, also upon the earth. So we see here that there is this direct dynamic of influence that God has brought into our experiences. And we're understanding that God is incredibly influential in our lives. And we are receptive of it. We're desirous of it. Notice it says, uh, your kingdom ain't, ain't my kingdom. Because all of a sudden we can get a little tied up when we start playing God into, into my little fiefdoms and my little kingdoms and my little agenda. And then we really get off and, and we don't, you know, celebrate because my kingdom just isn't coming as much as I want. Well, I don't really need my kingdom to come. I need God's kingdom to come and I need God's will to be done and show, show up. Um, Jesus has a separate conversation with with the disciples. And in this conversation, he winds up saying to them, hey, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And that can be like, okay, whatever. You just, we can just kind of skip through that. But it's a strong statement, meaning that uh, it's, it's a legal statement, meaning that if you say it's bound, it can't happen. If you say it's loosed, it is going to happen. It is going to take place. Meaning like in a basketball official will boop, call a foul. Let me get my mechanics correct there. Okay. And then uh, holding, it's like, we can't be doing that. We can't be holding like that. That is not going to happen. We're not doing, so, so there are those kind of, kind of moments that come. And so here's, here's our signal for this though. This is uh, the, the official, you're letting somebody come in the game. So go ahead and give this signal. This is our signal for influence. Like, come on in, come on in, that's good. So here's, here's what's happening. As you pray for this to happen, what you, you are God's representative in areas and you're going to go, oh yeah, that's, that's, a good, that's a good spirit. Come on in. We want that in here. And then sometimes we, a player can't come in yet. Like, no, just put your hand up like this. Go, no. Just, that's, we're, we're binding that right now. We're, we're binding that. Uh, this is when we're speaking to God and we begin to discern that this is going on. 
and you got a coworker who's a crabby coworker. And so sometime you just go sit in their chair. Now, when they're in their chair, sometime when it's a nice quiet time and it's okay to sit in their chair and you start to pray for them. You start to pray for their attitudes and for their spirit and for God's will to be done in their lives. And you pray for the kingdom of God to show up in that person's midst. You begin to walk around that facility. You begin to walk around that school. You begin to walk around that home. And you begin to claim the kingdom of God will come and show up and arrive. And so we begin in a praiseworthy way to take incredibly actionable steps that we pray and believe in a spirit of praise that these things are going to make t- take place. Uh, this is when uh, ideas begin begin to come to you. Uh, Kingdom of God kind of ideas in a way that you might go, you know, maybe you ought to give this person a special gift or you ought to give them a note or you ought to show up or give them a call in this moment to serve and sacrifice. And in bigger ways, this is when homes get built in Guatemala for the glory of God. It says this home is a gift to you because God loves you. This is, these are the kind of things that we partner with a school in India, Good News for Asia, the southern tip of India. And you know, you can't have a Christian school in India. You can't have a Christian school in India, but you know what you can't have? It, an English-speaking school. And uh, so the believers in India have English-speaking schools that they call Holy Trinity English School. <laughs> and these are the ideas that hit. They go, um, you know, there's so many Hindus and Buddhists and people who don't believe in, in Christ. And how do we do that? Well, we have great English-speaking schools, and we teach history, which we will teach the history of the Bible in this school. Uh, oh, we'll have a class slogan, which is, I can do all things through Jesus Christ who gives me strength. We'll have a class song, and the class song is God of Wonders. Those are the kind of things that you go, oh my word, there's such incredible influence that needs to be brought that the kingdom of God needs to come into places that have darkness, and God will move in your midst in incredible ways. All right, so, so we've walked through those. Now we're going to dive over for this moment, and we're going to do a topical study on the seven different words, the Hebrew words, that wind up getting interpreted praise. Seven different words. And so here's some of the distinction. The one that's used most is halal. Um, there's 250 sometimes. It pops up halal's 96 times. And it really means boasting. Like, like, let the heavens and earth boast. Let them praise him for the seas and everything that moves in him. That's the one that's used most often. The second most often is uh, tella, uh, which is that you give voice to it. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Wah! You know, it's like the Queen of England. Wah! Or Justin Bieber. Wah! It's like, you know, just it's, as much as you want to give something praise, the Lions finally scored a touchdown. Oh, you know, that, you know, whatever it is that, that is praiseworthy, you know, uh, this is when we vocalize praise to God. So I'm here the, to praise with instruments. There's a distinction for that. The word hallelujah is the combination of hallel and yada together, and it opens or closes strong statements like praise the Lord. Uh, so you get yada. It's a gesture of throwing your arms out uh, to the Lord. Uh, hope in God, for I shall yet praise you, uh, it says in Psalm. 42. And uh, todah is a sense of what we've already done today. Uh, bring a sacrifice of praise that everybody together joins as a choir, that we do do praise together. And then there's a word uh, called sabah. It's almost like you reach out with affection 
to God that like, God, I need you to take hold of us. So think of it like, you know, just a swimmer that's, that's reaching out and moving and moving towards God in, in a way that there's struggle, but, but you want God's presence because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall sabah, my lips shall praise you. And so all throughout the word of God, and we catch it here as we go to that psalm and that distinct word, that we know that God meets us in the storms of life. That there's a praise that takes place. Here's a signal that happens when a player gets fouled and they make a basket anyway. It's like, it's, it's the most exciting, it's the most exciting signal that an official gets to give. And it's the, it's the and one. Like, can, can we do, you ready? Here we go. Let's make it together. We make it like, oh, it's the hoop and the harm. You made the basket anyway. And one, and one means you get to shoot another free throw even though you made the basket. You got fouled and you were victorious. Count it, count it, count the basket. Count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds. Because you know, this is James 1, that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And perseverance must finish its work so that you can be mature and complete so you won't lack anything. Count it. Some of you, the dynamic, and what we're going to ask is that you're going to pick one of these, that the Lord is speaking to you distinctly been able to witness today that some of us have lit in candles that, I mean, there are people who've lost loved ones in their lives within the last season of time, and they're lighting a candle, praising in the midst of a storm. When the disciples went out on the Lake of Galilee and they encountered the storm, Jesus was not in the boat. Jesus was actually prayer walking on the side, on the outside of that lake, on the outside of that region. And isn't it something? So many times when we find ourselves in a storm, we're exactly where God told us to be. So why in the world would there be a storm? But there just are. And I want you to know, friends, that when you can't see Jesus in the midst of the storm, he sees you. When you can't, when you can't go to Jesus, Jesus will arrive. Jesus will show up in the midst of your storm. And you may even have this faith like the disciple Peter does and you begin to walk on the storm and somehow you look at the waves around you and you begin to sink and you go, Jesus save me. Jesus saves you when you can't save yourself. I will praise him in the midst of the storm. Count it. It's for what it's worth. And I know that th these are tender places when other people see that go down in your life, there is incredible. There is, wow. Count that. Didn't think that was going to go in. That person is not in despair. That person is still in a place of praise. And note this, that the Psalms, and we reference the Psalms mostly with the seven Hebrew words and with Psalm 8, 40% um, of the Psalms are Psalms of lament. But psalms of lament are always intermingled with praise, meaning it begins with praise. The second element is you remember the things that God has done for you in the past. And then there is this extended time of yuck, God. That's a foul, and that's a foul, and that ain't right, and I see this going on. And you call it like you see it, and you, you end it with, and God, I, I praise you, and I exalt you. 
and it'll praise you in the midst of the storm. In Psalm 8, do you remember and catch the flavor of, uh, wow, you sure seem to have entrusted us with a lot of stuff. <laughs> you sure seem to have placed a lot of things in our hands, God. And it's, I, I, I don't always get it, but you have given such opportunity and such blessing, meaning that, that God has placed people in your life. Some of you, God has placed children, grandchildren in your lives that you've been entrusted with that. Some of you, it means God's entrusted um, some kind of opportunities to have influence. Uh, maybe it's to teach. Maybe it's in the marketplace. Some of you, God has given incredible skills and abilities. And you just kind of think everybody's got that skill and ability, but they don't. And it's dawning on you now. It's like, oh, wait, you know, everybody's not just good at math. Everybody's not just good at art. Everybody's just, and all of a sudden you realize, oh, I've got something other people don't got that only comes from God. Oh, Let's do the timeout signals like this. Just reach your hands out like this. Timeout. Okay? Timeout. We're going to go through a series of these. Um, now, the player can call timeout like this. There's like this, like, I want timeout, and the official gives it, and you can do this like, like Pat right here. This is like a 30-second timeout. It's a short one. Sometimes you just need to call timeout and go, um, I just need a short one. I need to, let me go talk <laughs> to the Lord for a while. God, do you really want me to do that? God, are you really giving me this? God, is this really the opportunity? Oh, yeah. You got this. I love you, child. I've entrusted this to you. I believe in you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And my works are marvelous in your life. Know that full well. Okay. <laughs> All right. So how goes it with you? Are you ready to slide from being a person who saying you call it like you see it, but all you do is mumble and grumble and complain about the fouls of life? Are you ready to move to become a person who is filled with praise? Who speaks to the Lord your God out of, as a child of God, out of relationship, who um, adores God, who uh, begins to understand the influence of the kingdom of God through the storms of life and that you've been entrusted with amazing things? So would you pick one right now? Would you, would you pick one right now? And, and we're just going to move up this continuum. And I'm just going to say, what does God speak to you the most? And maybe you're going to land in the place of that, that it's, it's all of the above, and that's good. But oftentimes, the Spirit of God will speak incredibly distinctly. And so, who is it today that you might feel that God has really entrusted you? Give, give the signal. Give the timeout signal. This is how you say God's speaking to me. Yeah, yeah. Just give that. Yeah, God, God has gifted you. God has given you own it and rely upon God. Call time out when you need. Check in with the Lord. How many of you feel you're going to count it? It's the storms of life. You're making it through. Can you give that signal right there? I'm going to praise God in the midst of the storm. Yeah. I'm praising God. in the. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of us. He will show up in your storm. Count on it. Um, Influence. Uh, the kingdom of God needs to show up, and, and you're gonna you're gonna indicate when that needs to happen. This is the signal. Give this signal if that's you. Yeah, yeah. Kingdom of God. I'm bringing it. I'm calling it. 
I, I, I'm trusting God for that. That's a praise. And, and we're going to uh, just, just go through the gamut of, of praise. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, how many of you are being called to be somebody who just adores God? God, I see how you work. You can maybe end with this signal right here. This is you. Yeah, I love that. Being a person of praise. Relationship. Do you see God as your heavenly father? How many of you, this was the dynamic that God really spoke to you on? Good. Amen to that. Would you rise to your feet? We'll include everybody in the all of above moment right here. And here's what we want to do. I, I, I want you to receive this, this word of blessing. It's really a charge. And so would you extend your hands to receive this charge? Friends, we commend and we charge you to pray praise. May you see your relationship with God to the fullness that it is intended to be, child of God. May you be detailed in your adoration. May you be trusting the influence of God's kingdom to pour forth from the depths of your inner being. May you have faith that God will meet you in the season of storm and that that in and of itself is an act of praise. You have been entrusted with much, child of God. It is awe-inspiring and praiseworthy indeed. May God bless you. Now, I invite you, you can just be ready to, to voice now Psalm 150. And I'll give you a phrase, and you just respond with the same phrase right back. Here we go. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. 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 Amen.